Kyle Giddo there, and welcome to the rewrap for Thursday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB, starring Tim Dow today in a sillier package. Iron Glen ZB, um, can we get our roads fixed, please, before we spend money on anything else? Uh, we're so wealthy, and also we're going into space. But before any of that, uh, so was Wellington about the level two thing. Mm. Here we go again. The COVID alert level's gone up a notch in Wellington. Level two. Everyone's wondering if this will stop an outbreak or if things are actually going to get a lot worse. We just don't know at this moment if COVID's out in the wild. You could be forgiven for thinking this is amazingly bad luck. You know, out of five million people in Sydney. There were only a couple of cases back on the weekend. Somehow, somebody infected gets on a plane to Wellington. You wouldn't read about it. Truly a one in a million chance. But there it is. Quite possible, too, that there may be others from the same flight who picked it up on the plane on the way over. Some of them are still here. They've been travelling around. Shouldn't be right now, though. The next few days are going to be critical. But this is not our first rodeo. And, of course, our health officials put lots of quality thought into how we'd respond when this actually happened ahead of opening up the bubble. Obviously, the first thing we do is race down the supermarket for half a tonne of toilet paper and three weeks' worth of groceries. Obviously, the first thing the health ministry does is to get the word out. Well, apparently not. The first thing the health ministry actually did, even though the story was out there online, people are starting to wonder, the first thing the ministry did was sleep on it. Next job, get into the places the infected person went to. Reach out to those who also visited those locations at the same time. As I said, this is not our first rodeo. We should have a well-oiled machine, shouldn't we? Ready to go. Well, maybe not. People who did try to call Healthline got the overloaded message yesterday or just no answer or they were electronically cut off. People who were told to go and get tested found out they couldn't get a test because everything's swamped and there's not enough staff. Ashley Bloomfield says one thing about an extra testing centre, but then Wellington City Council says, oh no, not here. People want to do the right thing, but they can't. Are we surprised? Not really. Should things be better by now... Absolutely. I, I've got a confession to make. I mean, nobody likes to use the COVID tracing app more than I do, but I was using a different phone, a temporary phone yesterday, and I hadn't downloaded the COVID app on it. That's pathetic, isn't it? I couldn't spend 30 seconds downloading the app and putting my details in, so I just didn't bother scanning when I was out and about. I went, I went to like 50 different places too while I had that phone. Um, and and uh, that involved me uh, having to cross the road several times, which was hazardous. So the Prime Minister's off to Ashburton this morning and likely to get some pretty firm lobbying. It's supposedly a post-flood check visit to look at the recovery, see how people are doing. But there's no question the issue high on the high in the minds of local leaders is that of roading. Not just the big projects, the stuff that was cancelled at the stroke of Amandarin's pen a week or so back. What's really grinding people's gears in the regions, we're not just talking about the South Island here, this is the whole country, is the lack of money for simple road maintenance. On the one hand, we can conjure up $700 million for a novelty bridge for cyclists and pedestrians in Auckland. On the other, we've got pothole goat tracks masquerading as roads in our regional towns and cities. Councils are $420 million short of what they'd hoped to get from the transport agency to pay for maintenance. This is not flash stuff. This is maintenance, please. They wanted $2.6 billion 
for local roads. This is not state highways either. That is a different pot altogether. They got less than 2.2. And if the agency is right about cost blowouts on the big jobs, that means they'll get even less work done than they actually wanted to for that money. Or they'll have to tap the ratepayers, another 50 lashes, for an even bigger slice. That is if they can find people to do the work. You know, it's bad enough that vital projects like the four-lane road to link Whangarei to Auckland are probably not going to be done in our lifetimes, not the lifetime of anyone listening to this show this morning, even the babies. It's bad enough that in the north we're using stretches of metal road as detour routes when there's an emergency on the state highway. It's true. But it's bloody piss poor. We can't even fix potholes on local routes so people can take the kids to school without getting a flat. And it makes you ask, you know, is there anything, anything this lot can actually get right? Oh, wow. So my normal host, he's often asking that question. And now Tim's asking that question. Seems like there's a lot of people asking that question. Have you noticed that? I wonder why. And yet, in spite of everything, we're so wealthy. And I'm not quite, I'm not quite convinced on this stuff that's come out of Credit Suisse. You'd normally think of them as being a fairly reliable source of information when they say that New Zealanders have come in fourth in the world in terms of what we are worth, money-wise. The fourth largest median wealth per adult in the world. And so obviously, it's got a lot to do with housing and the fact that, you, you know, we're all, we're all sitting on these, you know, supposed mega millions uh, in housing. But that's not money, is it? You can't do, uh, go out shopping uh, with, you, with your house. You can't sort of uh, take a few bits off and uh, go and buy yourself. With a, like take your front door with no, you. No, well, this, you, you can't do that. Well, I suppose Here's my mailbox. You could, exactly. Can exactly. I have a tally? Who do you think came top in this uh, Global Wealth Report? Australia. Australia oh, came Australia up. again. Bloody Australia beat us again. Uh, they have got a median wealth per adult of 339,000 New Zealand dollars equivalent. Uh, we have rocked in with 171 US equivalent. Uh, we've, we've gained 7,000 each per adult from the year before. And, of course, all of that is housing money. And funnily enough, the thing that really staggered me, 6.3% of New Zealanders are now US dollar millionaires. And we are in the top 1%. Who, uh, who was second? I bet it was one of those women Scandinavian countries, wasn't uh, it? I have to go and check on the uh, full details. Ah, it would have been Sweden I'd... or Finland or something. Yeah, not only are they... Uh, maybe it would be Norway, because Norway's still, of course, trading Typical. on... Tra- <laughs> trading on all that oil money. Uh, but yeah, I... I just find that, you know, there's something not quite, you know, a hundy right about that. This credit suite, so I'm not saying the numbers are dodgy or anything like that, but I'm not sure it actually adds up in my head that we feel that wealthy. I don't know, maybe you feel wealthy. You can't take it with you. It is annoying being beaten by Australia at anything, though, isn't it? Like, the Scandinavian countries, they always beat us. You know, number of saunas per head of population or whatever. But, um, you know, most government-funded massages, all that stuff. But, yeah, when Australia comes out on top, still, I guess we'd just say, uh, just cricket at them, and then they have to go away again, don't we? Now, 
let's go to space, shall we? Space is an area that it seems everybody who's got a substantial amount of money wants to go into space. Bezos is going up next month, taking his brother into orbit with him in that little tiny capsule that he's made. Do you reckon his brother actually wants to go or is he just too embarrassed to say no after? (laughs) He's paid for the ticket. He's probably, you know, we'll have lunch after. Um, I was hoping for a toaster. day Uh of it, you know, off we go. Um, I noticed that um, there's another company, uh, apart from Branson as well, he's uh, sending up that spaceship thing. There's another company called Space Perspective, and it's invented this thing called Spaceship Neptune, which is actually a balloon basket, although it's an encapsulated one. You know, it's not wicker. It's a proper little bubble that hangs underneath a big helium balloon, and it goes right up to the very edge of space. Bargain price trip of only 125,000 US per bargain. It's like 50% off. Well, it's a heck of a lot less than going Bezos, isn't it? If you fly Amazon to space, you're looking at a quarter of a million. I think Branson's looking around about that kind of money, isn't it, for a Virgin Galactic thing? But I was looking at some of the imagery of this, and I thought, my God, would you get me up in one of those things? I don't think so. What if the balloon pops and the thing, you know, just plummets down to the earth, this little circular doodah? What if uh, the balloon does a bit of a Branson and gets blown off the coast of Ireland and then dragged along the ground for a couple of hundred miles? I'm not quite sure that the technology is there yet, and I'm not quite sure that I've quite got the what's-its to get into one of those things. Anyway, we shall watch with interest because space is such an exciting thing. I did actually, I saw the headline for that uh, space balloon story the other day, and I thought, how does that work? Because eventually you run out of... Um, air pressure, because uh, there's nothing in space. I think that's why they call it that. And then, then the balloon doesn't really work anymore. I would have thought. Uh, and, and as for it popping and then you're falling, like, do you go high enough so there isn't any gravity? A lot of unanswered questions. I'm Glenn ZB, and he didn't get to the space laundry story either, which I gave him uh, this morning, which is annoying. Turns out. Um, they've never done laundry in space. They do it. They don't wash their clothes. When they get a bit smelly, they just throw them away. Doesn't sound very sustainable, does it? I'm Glenn ZB from EcoWise up there. Um, some Earth Care. I'm Glenn ZB. That was uh, the rewrap for Thursday. We'll be back with another one tomorrow, and it won't even cost you two hundred fifty thousand dollars.